Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? This is uh, Cover Forward, the guys. I'm your host today. I'm Marquise. Terrence isn't with us tonight. He got the family's feeling a little under the weather. So hopefully, you know, we wish them the best. They start feeling better. I got a special guest here with us tonight. It's my friend since like, I'd say like high school, you know, we've been around. He's known me. And yeah, he's known me for a while. And my friend Chuck, how you doing, Chuck? Man, I'm living. I'm living. How you guys doing? Glad to be on. Thank you for having me. It should be a lot of fun. Been wanting to do this for a while. So yeah, it's definitely enjoyable. Uh Chuck is a bangle at heart. He got the burrow behind him. I like grew up New England and then I just, you know, got into sports betting and then Burrow coming out of LSU. Chase coming out of LSU, especially. But bro, wherever he went, it was basically I was gonna be a fan. So that's the that's the only pass I give you because I like Burrow and I like Chase. So it's like okay, like yeah. I wouldn't I like call myself them. like a real fan though, necessarily, because I didn't you just fall on him. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's kind of like when people are NBA fans, but it's hard in the NBA because you're like, bro, I just really like this player, so I'm just gonna follow this player. Yep. Like, well, here he goes. Yep. My friends give me shit for it all the time. Is I just I pick a player like every couple of years and just ride them for for, for like their however long what they got going on. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. All right, so let's get this started. We got the first quarter. It's been an interesting week in the NFL. We made it early before Black Friday. People started to get – or uh, Black Monday, people started getting fired. We had Brian Flores like get fired. seven coaches or something like that? Yeah. And if you count Gruden from the start, you've had a lot if you add, like, from the start. So, we had Brian Flores from the Dolphins. He got fired. Matt Nagy, as expected, he was let go. Mike Zimmerman from the Vikes was fired. Vic Fangio from the Broncos was fired. Out of all these, Chuck, who was surprising to you? Really, it's obvious with Brian Flores. I mean, he won, what, eight of the last nine games? Eight and one. Uh, yeah, eight and one in the last nine games. Uh, from all accounts, from what it seems like, a lot of the players respected him as a coach. And, and he I mean, he's him. doing that with Tua and not a whole lot of weapons on offense. I feel like it, there something had to give there. I mean – from the reports I was seeing, it's between the GM and him. That was where the problems were. So, I mean, to fire the guy that just took your team to go 8-1 and one to end the season, questionable in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was because the GM believed in Tua and then uh, what's his – Brian was kind of like, eh. Like, not like he doesn't, yeah. but, like, I can't really work with him, you know, like – because Tua does need some development, you know. It's not a bad thing. For sure. But, yeah, I think Brian just developed that whole defense because that defense was not great. Like, he just got them all rolling. He beat Belichick twice this year. Like, I don't see why you – like, I would give him another year. Like, even if you wanted to fire 100%. Him, I'd be like, you know what? You got the defense rolling. We're 8-1. and one. Like, you know what? Let's give it one more year and see how it rolls out. But, unfortunately, they fired him. I knew Matt and Abby was obvious. Uh, yeah, that one – he should have been fired midseason. He should have been fired last season. I don't yeah, know how that dude – They fired the GM, too, I think. GM's yeah. out. Yep. So he's out. Clean sweep. Uh, Vikings got rid of their and, GM and, too, right? Or, and which was crazy because the GM for the Vikes is well respected. Uh, they been rode, drafting well. Yeah, they rode the wave of having him and Zimmerman together. I thought Zimmerman would have been fired probably like two years ago, and he didn't. Yeah. Uh, Vic Fangio, I feel like that's kind of a. I feel like that was obvious. Like he built the defense. Defense is great, but like you have mm-hmm. to construct something on offense because they have a lot of talent. But the only problem is they don't do good at drafting quarterbacks. And for some awkward reason, they can't land a quarterback. In my opinion, I think it has to do uh, a lot with Fangio's play calling. Like just watching Broncos games the whole year, it every game there was like five plays that I'm just in there. And I'm like, 
what are you doing, man? And yeah, obviously, you know, Teddy gets hurt, and that's tough for them. They've had terrible luck at quarterback. But at, at some point, you got to stop calling it luck, and it's like you can't, you can't scout quarterbacks or you can't sign quarterbacks for whatever you, can, you Or you can't with. develop somebody either because you got to yeah. think. I feel like Drew Locke has a lot of talent, and I don't think he, for would, sure. he would be great. But I feel like with all those weapons in the defense, he could be pretty good in that system. He should Dude. be be pretty good. And what's crazy, too, is Fangio, again, another one of those guys, very respected around the league and all that stuff. And there were so many rumors about possibly getting Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and all this stuff. And then news just came out about an hour ago as of recording this. The team's getting sold this offseason. So we're going into next year for the Broncos with a new everything except for, I guess, John Lynch will be the only one that stays there. I wonder if they would so. look into – See, to me, they shouldn't have a yard sale. Like a team like Minnesota should start selling players. Like, hey, yeah, give me some draft capital. Kirk. Yeah, yeah, like they can't trade Kirk because of the contract. I'd keep Justin Jefferson, but everybody else other than Justin Jefferson and whatever pieces you have on that offensive line that are good, mm -hmm. which is I think they drafted a, a rookie left tackle last year. So I think he's he's a one year in. I would trade everybody else. Like I'd send Thielen. I send Kendricks, which is that's is another problem with we were talking about right before we started recording. Uh, Thielen, another guy that got hurt on a bad injury, and it's like, yeah, and he's good. What do you do with Bro, him now? Look at him in the red zone. Touchdowns. He's yeah, touchdown machine. Touchdown machine. And his separation. You look at him. I feel like they if they trade him, Kendricks, probably Daniel Hunter, because I think you're gonna have mm -hmm. to move off of him. Like people are gonna give you picks for them. And then next year you can release Kirk Cousins because you can't trade him this year. And well, honestly, uh, I would look into seeing what you can get for Dalvin Cook. I mean, yeah, you, have you, saw, you saw um, D-Hop get traded for David Johnson and a bag of balls two off-seasons ago. Oh. Talk about ruining a franchise. It just – you never know what a team's willing to give you for a running back like that. So I would I, – if I was the Ravens, bro, I'd give you a first and a third for Dalvin Cook right now. And if you threw Adam Thielen in there, I'd give you two firsts. A third and probably like a fourth. If you Dude, gave it, both of them, I'd take it right now. The Ravens are a receiver away. I've been like two years straight. It feels like receiver away. I yeah. I mean, I know Hollywood's you know big we're play gonna, guy, but we're gonna we gonna have I to, don't think he's wide receiver one. We uh, we won't get to the good old Ravens recap. Yeah, you know, I, and then on the coaches again, uh, we we're saying who's the most surprising fire Brian Flores, but the most surprising person who stayed is how is Joe Judge still in New York. No, I think that, they, they got judges out. Was that there? confirmed? Because I know the GM got fired, and then they said – or, well, he retired. Yeah. Uh, and then they said that the next – so Joe Judge was supposed to pick the new GM, and then mm -hmm. the new GM was going to decide if they wanted to keep Joe Judge or not, which made no sense. How are you going to pick the, the GM and yeah. then you're going to decide if you – But that was immediately – I might have missed it, but – Wow. Uh, that was yeah, earlier. I, I know he was still there. Joe he's Judge, gone? He's gone. Okay, thank God. Okay, that's the least surprising fire, other than Nagy, in my opinion. The quarterback yeah. sneak on third and nine in a game that means nothing. Yeah, it was definitely a head scratcher. He he got fired probably because of that weird play call. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, ton of them. Yeah, so that's, moving on from geez. the coaches, they they it's been a wild time. I'm pretty sure it's going to be even more wild as the summer hits. People start getting jobs. Uh, Eric, but. Eric Bamini. The enemy? Yeah, thank you. For the Chiefs? I, the, yeah, the guys know I can't say any names, but yeah, he <laughs> somebody just requote uh the Broncos just requested hit uh to interview. Yeah, him. he's gonna be a huge hire out there for sure. Someone's gonna get really lucky with him. And then yeah. I know both the Cowboys coordinators really getting recruited everywhere. 
Byron's getting recruited from Tampa. So and Bowles, which is surprising and, to me because I feel like he's I think he's very to be. He's a defensive yeah. player. Like yeah. he, that's like, how I feel about Dan Quinn too. I don't think Dan Quinn for the Cowboys, I don't think he has any business coaching a team again. I don't uh, think he does. And I think Big Fangio is definitely a defensive coordinator. Like yeah, if, we oh, yeah. have, if we didn't have Wink Martindale, I would go get Big Fangio so quick. Between Big Fangio and Brian Forrest, if they just wanted to be a defensive coordinator, I'd be like, yo, come to Baltimore. But who knows what that brings? We got to move it on to uh, Mike Evans, Mr. Uh, 1K again. I got to give him a big shout out. This is eighth consecutive year. It's highly insane. Mike uh, Evans, he's the Bucks all-time leader with 75 touchdowns and 9,301 yards. And it's counting because he's not retiring. He's only 31. He's still going. I, mean, I don't even think he's 31. I think he's a little younger. He's the best receiver in franchise history easily. He's a top 10 watt. Top 10 wild out currently in the league, and he's currently second in the receiving touchdowns this year. I say he's a top 10 wide out currently in the league because I don't think he's top five. A lot of people argue with me. Definitely not top five. He's not top five because Definitely not top five. he benefits because he's so big, he's so fast, and he's physical from just running the same route tree pretty much. Mm-hmm. And just he's always had someone that can get him the ball. Like people are and like, he's oh. never gonna he's never gonna be double covered either. That team has too many weapons, yeah, he's gonna get single it, coverage everywhere yeah. i mean early on he was he was seeing doubles but not really because they had vincent jackson vincent jackson yeah. so rest so, in peace to him i mean he's yeah that was a crazy story yeah that was crazy but, but yeah i have yeah, him I he's just outside the top five but when you look at dudes that can run better routes they have better hands that's the thing he's dropped five passes so far this season it's, when you said top 10 i like my face i was kind of like i don't even know if he's top 10 i mean I, i'm not gonna discredit him but i have I him barely know. in the 10 and maybe hinging on the five at times because yeah, me, it depends on how you group it. This is what me, Nick, and Terrence were talking about. Do you group it off the year? Because if you group it off the year, obviously he's not top five, right? But if you group it off longevity, he's the best receiver in his draft class. The only person that gives him competition is Devontae Adams, but Devontae Adams didn't boom right away. And the only yeah. other person that could even like compare with him is Odell, but Odell went to Cleveland and the injuries. So if he gets in a better situation, then probably, yeah, Odell's probably better than him. In, yeah, in all, Dude, he's had a good couple weeks to end the season too. Exactly. Years. What was it's it? Good. Four out of five games in a row with a touchdown. Yeah, almost like that. He was... as much touchdowns he had in Cleveland, so that's good for him. But we had to give a big shout out, Tampa fans. You do got your receiver one easily with uh, Mike Evans. So moving forward, we got the Jags stun the Colts. I don't know how this happened, and we didn't win the game, so we could help on our end, and the Jags somehow helped us. But the Jags beat the Colts eliminating them from even getting to the playoffs. Do you feel like this is catastrophic for the Colts? And do you feel as if Wentz is the problem? Yes and yes. They're, I think, number one, I think Wentz is a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. I've been harping on that since 2018. 2017 was the year that he had the supposed MVP year. I think the dude's a bum. He's a bum. There's so many clips that you can find of him Missing open receivers, throwing terrible picks. It just making bad reads. He likes to bring the ball down and start scrambling, but he can't run. He fumbles a ridiculous amount. I can't remember the stat I looked at last season, but he had more fumbles than the next closest quarterback had in picks or something like that. It, it was a ridiculous stat. And just the the frequency that this guy costs his team is insane. Yeah, uh, And then also... It's a problem because Frank Reich, head coach over there, is the guy who brought him in. He vouched for him. He was with him at North Dakota. 
uh, they have that crazy connection, all that stuff. And how do you trust a guy who just gave up a first for a bona fide bum? Yeah, because he played more than, what was it, like 50% of the snaps he had to play? Uh, 80. He had to play 80% of the snaps, and he got over that. And at what point do you just see that play for you? What do you think? At what point do you see how Carson Wentz plays and you just bench him before he hits 80% of the season? Because it's like, okay, this guy stinks. I, I think the problem with that was is that they were getting into the playoffs, you know? So it was like, okay, well, yeah. We, and early on, I was on the Wentz train early on because he wasn't turning over the ball yet. He was playing really good. It was up until, I want to say, that Tampa game. That Tampa game showed a Ted. Like, he was playing real good, had, like, low-key MVP numbers. Like, it was having a good season. Mm-hmm. And then that Tampa game, when he threw the game away, because you got to think, they were up 20 to something at half. And it was essentially like, okay, well, we can run the ball, just play action them, and then we'll get up out of here. Next thing you know, he starts throwing interceptions. I'm like, Dude, what? Especially to miss the playoffs with that defense – uh, what they, they had seven pro bowlers. They're the first team in NFL history to have more than five pro bowlers and not make the playoffs. You know what's crazy uh, about that? I always bring up, like, the, the Ravens shit in the bed in 19, right? But at least mm-hmm. they, like, it happened in the playoffs with that many pro got bowlers. got there. You got to get there. They, they got to the dance, you know? And that's what I like. I look at Cincy. I'm like, okay, well, I hope it doesn't happen to them, you know? And same with, yeah. like, Green Bay in turn because they're going to have uh, their their coach, Matt Flores, like, well, what do I do with the guys? And luckily he didn't sit them. Because he was like, well, I don't want to sit them because they're going to have this weird time frame where they're not going to be playing for a while. Mm-hmm. So we had that going on. But I think if you're the Colts, you got to – I think you got to ride Wentz. I just, bro, I don't know who you bring in to help him, but he cannot play how he's been playing. Like, Frank Wright can help, See? and you need, you need, like, a QB guru, whoever you can find, mm-hmm. to pair. Because I do think Wentz has insane talent. He does have insane talent. I think – I think it's gone. I don't, I don't think, think he has it. I don't think it's gone. I think the decision-making is screwing. Like, he – I think he starts feeling himself too much, and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. my – like, and no, like, just stay – get in a rhythm, you know, and maybe at one point they'll need you to play like that, but they didn't need you to do that at all so far. Like, you didn't nope. have to do it, you know, and that team's really good. It wasn't like Jonathan Taylor's kind of a bum, the defense is terrible. No, like, the, it's a solid unit all the way around. Like, do you have a clear wide receiver one in Michael Pittman – you have two tight ends that are both serviceable. Mo Ali Cox, Jack Doyle, Top they're both big bodies. Line. Jack Doyle, yeah. oh for sure. Jack Doyle is horrible. Oh. We don't like him on the podcast. He shoved really? Tavon Austin when he played the Colts. The Colts played the Ravens. Tavon mm-hmm. Austin tackled him, and then he shoved Tavon Austin's head into the ground. Why we got a penalty? Because Tavon got up and pushed him. It was a bonehead oh. play because Tavon pushed him, and obviously it's all Tavon. Okay, so big or, Jack Doyle haters around here. Yeah, I don't know why I said Tavon Austin. It's Tavon Young. I'm tripping. Okay. But yes, we're big Jack Doyle haters. He needs to get okay. Least okay. Take all right, never mind. Screw that dude. Then <laughs> yeah. But other a- than that, the Colts got every every position on that team is yeah uh, ready to go. Out, big shout out to Kellen Moore, the second. Oh my god, that's probably the best slot corner you could have in football. Like he is. Oh, Kenny Moore, like, dude. He Kenny. um he came on the the I never really heard of him. He came on McAfee's show. Uh, he was a, the most humble dude ever. He seemed so dude. cool. He just and, does business. It goes about his day. Yeah, he seems so cool. He, I, I hope he gets paid. I hope they pay that man because he well, is locked they're gonna have, down. They're gonna have to. I think they, they're gonna have to like restructure his deal to pay him more, and then they got to pay yeah. Derek Leonard. Then I think he got the bag, or he's about to get the bag, and then they got. I think Derek. I think Nelson. he got his this year, like yeah. this last offseason. I'm pretty sure. So it's Quentin Nelson. I think is the only person left. Yeah. So you got that team that. is prime for a run. I think. I mean. 
So I looked it up earlier. He's on a four-year, $128 million deal and owed 28.7 this coming year. And it's 15 mil dead cap if you trade him or cut him. The, so you're stuck with him for sure. Stuck. You're not paying 15 million for a guy not to play. You can't trade him this year and you can't move off of him because there's nothing in the draft. So low-key. That's the problem. You did help Philly, but Philly wasn't going to draft a quarterback anyway. Or at least I hope they wouldn't have with the pick mm-hmm. got from you. So you helped them get an offensive lineman or someone on defense. And now you're kind of screwed because there's not going to be any offensive. There's not a quarterback in the draft. And then any quarterback that becomes available, you can't even get in that sweepstakes. Because Jimmy G's gonna be Jimmy G's gonna be the only one that's a, a surefire free free agent. It's, no, he's not even a free agent. So you gotta put in a trade for Jimmy. I'm certainly not doing that. <laughs> not a chance I'm doing that. You could be stuck in the same situation as Wentz. I mean, Jimmy G's better than Carson Wentz oh, for sure. For sure. But not in the, just, he's not in the tier that you're looking to give up a first or, you know, first and a third or something. Like, yes, we're going to give up whatever. another first. And then it's, we're stuck with the same person. Just It's crazy back. to me. Yeah. So the quarterback on. situation in the NFL right now is wild, especially the Colts. I could see them. Uh, luckily for them, I guess there's no like stud quarterbacks this year. That's not really lucky, but someone could fall them. They could get like a Kenny Pickett. Maybe they could get a Malik Willis. Both of those guys are probably going to drop a little bit. I don't even think you can get Kenny Piggy because I feel like when you pick, they're uh, they're gonna pick in what the second? He oh yeah, because they gave up their first. They gave the first. Yeah. Piggy's not falling the right, second. Never mind. Yeah, you, you got to think like even they're those stuck with Carson. Even those teams that are bad, that are like okay, well we're not gonna draft Piggy because we're gonna get the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes or maybe mm-hmm. the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. A team that say he falls, and then a team like what if I'm trying to think. Maybe I like Tampa, Tampa, Tampa is like, okay, well, we could take Pickett, you know, because maybe mm-hmm. they're like, all right, trash isn't it. They went and they're like, all right, well, we'll take Pickett. They can battle it out and we'll see who can go there. Like, or a team like the Steelers, they're like, yo, we're going to take Pickett because nobody else needs them. Maybe we try yep. trade up a little bit to get them. And then you, you have something like that happen, which I wouldn't be too shocked at happening. So I would love to see Pickett in Pittsburgh. The yeah, I think kid, it, I think it would be a cool it, situation for him. I think it would fit him. Uh, not as a Baltimore fan, I don't want to see it, but I feel like he would fit for them. Yeah. It'd be a nice uh, situation to have since they don't really believe in Haskins. Or yeah, Haskins. and then the last set on that Wentz thing for if it's his fault or not on that uh, Jags game. So QBR goes up to 100. A mediocre game is a 50. And he put up a 4.4 QBR in an elimination game versus the worst team in football. Uh, the dude... The dude stinks. Yeah, if you ask me, I'm Madden. I'm cutting him, but that's Madden. Yeah. I'm, Madden. <laughs> 100%. I'm put. If I'm running a Colts franchise on Madden, I'm putting in Sam Ellinger right now. Texas kid, he can ball. Or, or I'm trading for Kellen Mond since Minnesota doesn't want to use him. I don't that know. Blew why. my mind. I don't know what we got going on in Minnesota to let the old. I don't even remember that dude's name who was playing, but I just, I remember sitting there watching. And I'm like, where's Kellen Mond? Does like, no one remember? He could have won the Heisman last year. No Hello. one. And he's good. Yeah, it, it makes no sense to me. What? Yeah, so it's crazy seeing the Jags spin. We got the Eagles. They are flying high. This is something me and Terrence were talking about. They're rolling. Mm-hmm. Interesting stat on Philly. Philly is leading the league in rushing, which is kind of insane because uh, Miles, Miles Sanders been in and out, and I don't know. Like that's kind of Austin like, Scott. Uh, then I get Kenneth uh, Gainwell. Yeah, I converted from wide receiver coming over there and playing. Yeah, they got that going on. So he's leading the league in rushing. But the problem is they're about to face the league's third best rush defense in Tampa in the first week of the playoffs. I don't know if they'll upset 
Tampa. This is something we'll have to talk about later on, like towards the fourth quarter segment. But mm-hmm. it shall be interesting to see, just laying it out there, Philly is leading the league in rushing. So that if you're an Eagles fan, fly high, and you get the top number one pick because it wins. So way to go, Philly. Moving on to the halftime segment. All right. This is what we got to talk about. As much as I don't want to talk about it, it's time to talk about them. Obviously, you know, the Ravens did not make the playoffs. I had a bet with my good friend Blake about the Ravens or the Steelers making the playoffs. Whoever made it, other person had to come up off $20. I already sent Blake. Ooh. I sent his Blake. I sent Blake the money. As soon as we lost, I think I was like, yep, yep, here's your cash. So uh, I don't know what this team can do going into next year other than obviously get healthy. But we do need an edge, uh, interior edge rusher. We need a corner badly. And we need a receiver. And we need a lineman. There's a lot. There's The ultimate need, though, is either left or right tackle, uh, a defender, like a corner or a safety that can play the ball and cut and yeah. make exceptions. Especially coming off all those injuries, for sure. Yes. Uh, maybe I'll – okay, I won't say receiver, but we damn sure need a linebacker or a pass rusher, you know. So I'll leave yeah. the receiver topic alone just for now. I know a receiver would help. Because I was like, eh, about Sammy. I thought Sammy was okay. But I still, like, even when they brought Sammy, I said they need to get someone else. Didn't do it. They need a new scheme fit. Because Lamar needs someone that's going to help him develop his passing game even more. I feel like I've sure. seen through week, what, is one through seven, where he was just – he was playing at an MVP level. Like, he had – he was at one no doubt top six – or in the top six at MVP odds. So that lets you know, like, okay, like he's he's developing. He was he's the only reason why in Baltimore we win games. You don't need yeah. to see how oh, more, he's definitely your guy. Exactly. You don't need to see how more evident that was. Tyler Huntley won one game against the Bears. We lost out all those other games. Granted, there's bad play calling, but there's been bad decision making on Tyler Huntley. And people are trying to say, okay, well, let's pay Huntley and trade Lamar. What? That just I think people forget. It's crazy. People That's forget. crazy what he does for that franchise. And people also forget he saved John Harbaugh's job. John was out the door before they, they were about to draft Lamar. Like I was betting on him getting fired and then they drafted Lamar and Mm -hmm. you saw what happened and they have a great relationship, but I think it's time to look at the offensive uh, coordinator. We all know Greg Roman, it's same play calling Steve Smith even called him out on it. Defense. I like Wink Martindale a lot. I don't, I wouldn't really get rid of him. I would just let like, if I was John, I tell him like, yo, you cannot bring the house on obvious situations because every team's betting on you doing it and they just run yep. slants or underneath routes or little curl routes because they know you're sending everybody. Mm-hmm. And, but it's it weird. Them. Yeah, it's weird. There's the two sides of that. Sometimes it literally works. It awkwardly works because how you, the, the blitz is disguised. But then as of late and this year, you've seen where, no, it's not working. Like teams are like, oh, well, you're, we know you're bringing everybody. I'm just going to dump the ball to my best receiver. And it's been quick. Uh, another thing, weird thing is uh, – People are talking about getting rid of Marcus Peters because his cap hit is going to be 15 mil, I think. I don't care if his cap mil was 22 million. I'm not getting rid no, of Marcus Peters. No, he's CB1. Bro. He's CB1. He's top. He's probably top five, maybe top 10. He's nah. he's a guy at corner. He's, he's not CB1. I don't think he's necessarily a top five corner. I think he's the best number two you can have. Because I think really, Marcus- see, I think he's shut down. In but the right circumstances? In, in the right situation, he's shut down. But the thing is, him and Marlo ben, benefit from each other. Because I'm not going to lie, Marlo will be holding them. Yeah. And I'm a big Raiders fan. I'm like, you know, Marlo will be holding people because he gets physical with receivers. Mm-hmm. He holds a lot. But the thing is, the same way people are getting digs is the same way you can get Marcus Peters. You can hit him with a double move. Or you can ha- catch him where he's looking at the quarterback. That's, 
And that's the thing with market. He's ball hawk. And I think for me, if I'm building a team and obviously I'm not a GM, so, you know, whatever, but I think if I'm picking my CB one, I want it to be a ball hawk because you know, their wide receiver ones getting the ball. I would rather get burnt five times and get one pick than you know, get burnt three times with no interceptions. I think that turnover production that he brings to your team, a guy like Marcus Peters or Trayvon Diggs, is invaluable. It's it's next yeah. level because it. You got to think we're the system that Wink House is in. We generate so much pressure, but people aren't getting sacks. It a lot of man too, so you need guys that, that are going to be physical man, like that. Physical, yeah. But the thing is, he runs that system, so it generates you generate the pressure in turn that the quarterback makes a turnover. The yeah, problem is think- we only have one dude that catches the ball on defense. <laughs> And produces turnovers, it's a big problem to bet, like, oh, well, you guys are just supposed to be getting picks. Yeah, you're right, but they don't yeah. have the ball. And I think a guy like uh, Sauce Gardner out yeah. of uh, Cincy, I think that could be probably your best pick in the first. I have you can, if he gets to you guys, that dude. Oh, we're at 15 now, I think, because the. He should be there at 15, I think. But I think the only thing that hurts is because there's not quarterbacks available, so people are going defense. But the yeah. thing is, teams like Carolina, the Broncos that went corner are already deep at corner. Like they, if they draft another corner, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. So uh, that's just how I feel on that. How do you feel about the Ravens? So I feel like that's another team. I think they're one, two pieces away. Like you said, if they don't get the injury bug this year, they're very obviously a playoff team. And you put them up in any game, like we saw them when they uh, played the Chiefs, I, they can win any game with the right players in the game. So. Yeah. I don't think they have a glaring problem. Uh, but for me, like we were talking about before, I think it's the wide receiver, personally. I think if you could find a way to trade for a guy like Calvin Ridley, that's a Super Bowl team right there, uh, depending on what you give up for him, obviously. But he's... I, I, I send Atlanta whatever they want for Calvin Ridley. You oh, want, 100%. You want, a, you want a first and I'm going to get Ridley? Here, take it. Yeah, 100%. But I think you get him, you get Lamar, a legit wide receiver one, and that team is... No one wants to play them in any game. And that's the other thing. People don't realize how big those injuries impacted him. Bro, he didn't have any, oh, yeah. any of his running backs. His star left tackle didn't play. Like, some, like he played, and then midway was like, I can't. Like, you know, and it's hard for big dudes to come back from the injury because there's so much weight. Mm-hmm. You know, so many slight movements, so many little turns that they're making in the trenches where, like, they're putting a lot of weight on that ankle or that knee where it's like, okay, I can't. Like, I need more time. You saw uh, yeah. David Bakhtiari for the Packers. Like, he's just now getting ready to come back. That's so, going to be huge for them, too, coming in the playoffs. Exactly. So, he's coming back at the right time. But, like, he wasn't ready at the start of the season, you know? So, you had that. Mm-hmm. Uh, receiver, I definitely see what you're saying there. I just don't know who they could get. Like, Ridley would work. But we missed out on getting Nuke. We didn't get DeAndre Hopkins when the Texans were trading for him. I don't know why they didn't just offer a better pick because – if you told me if we were going to get DeAndre Hopkins, I'd, here, take a better pick. You want one more? You want a better yeah. pick? Like, we offered you – say we offered you a second. You want a first? Here, give me take, give me DeAndre Hopkins. Take it first. That's that's one thing that I never understand with GMs in the NFL is it seems they're very hesitant to trade those number ones. And I understand because it's a first-round pick and you can get these, you know, generational players in the first round. But isn't trading a first round and getting a proven generational talent like a DeAndre Hopkins? Like, I'm, if – if you call me and we're on the phone and it's like, hey, I want two ones. I want your next two ones for DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm a team like the Ravens and I'm a wide receiver away or, you know, whatever. A wide receiver helps. It's like, why not give two ones? What's the yeah. worst? 
It, you, you're getting a crazy talented player. I just I, I don't get it. I think what uh, me and Nick talk about this. Nick would say it all the time. Like you know, if I can trade a pick and get a talent right then and there, I'm gonna essentially do it. Look at the Rams. They, Look at the know, Rams. I I figured this out why the Rams do that. When you have a first round pick, right, you get the fifth year option. So you have to mm-hmm. decide if you're gonna take the fifth year option. Like, are you gonna give them the fifth year mm-hmm. option? But that's such a cap hit to give them the fifth year option because it's like 20 mil. So imagine, like, that's why I think that's why the Rams are comfortable giving up these first. They're like, mm-hmm. bro, we'll ship it. We'll take, we develop, we scout good enough to get someone later in the round. We'll send the fifth or the first rounder to not have to worry about the fifth round option. And then that's and people want to keep coming there in free agency because you're building a destination where it's like, okay, I'm going to go play with Stafford, Cup, Cam Akers, Aaron got, Donald, Jalen Ramsey on the other side. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think Baltimore just, yeah, time. they got to take a swing. It's also time to pay Lamar. Like, I don't care what no fucking fan says. Mm-hmm. There's people in the Ravens fan base that don't want to pay Lamar? Yeah, there's people. That's like that's a saying, common thing? They're saying don't pay him. They're saying uh, – Is Huntley, Huntley was drafted the same year as him, though, right? So you would have to pay him? Uh, no, he wasn't taken on the, on the first uh, – Huntley wasn't taken on the first. I think Huntley has, like, another year on it. No, I think he has one more year on his deal. Don't oh, okay. quote me on the Huntley th- deal. But people are saying don't take him because – He's not developing properly. And don't get me wrong. There was a time and point where, like, before Lamar got injured, he kind of did regress a little. But if you look at it, the offensive line is depleted. There's no running. Mm-hmm. You're relying on him to be the run game. So how is he going to get better as a passer when you want him running the ball to help the run game? Yeah. No, and, and the thing is, too, it's like he's not your traditional quarterback. He is uh, – he's a weapon because he can run. It's like people try to compare him. It's like, well, he can't throw like Mahomes can. It's like, okay, Mahomes can't run like – Lamar can. Exactly. It adds a different. There's two. There's, there's, it's crazy. There's, there's another balance. Like, and that's another thing with regression is Mahomes regressed pretty bad this year too for the whole like for the first like 12, 13 weeks of the season. Mahomes did not look like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And I don't know. I think not wanting to pay Lamar is a crazy thing for a fan base to say. I just think he's the reason why we win games, why we've been relevant because before he's Lamar. An but bro, before Lamar got there, people forget we had that one chance out there we won the Super Bowl to get to the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. Or we got in the playoffs to keep going. We ended up losing off of a catch. And then we were dumpster fire for a hot minute. And you know why we were dumpster fire? Because we paid Joe Flacco so much money that we couldn't get anyone else. And he's leaps and bounds better than Joe Flacco. And I'm a Raiders fan that got to see Joe Flacco not throw no picks in the postseason, mm-hmm. get hot and just run the tables. Dude, that run was crazy. No, don't get me wrong. Brady Manning was crazy. But the thing was, he was anchored because the defense was so great. Lamar doesn't have Mm – Lamar doesn't have four superstars on defense. He has one in Marlowe. And then maybe you say Peters is a fringe superstar. Like, I think he is. Like, league-wide, people look at him as a superstar. So, essentially, all he has is Marlowe. And, and the then you rookie, guys got the, the rookie, rookie away. away. Yeah, he looks yeah, great. He's, he's he was really good. He's not a superstar right now. So yeah, you're telling no. him, oh, hey, you got no superstars on defense other than Marlo. Mm-hmm. You're the only superstar on offense with your left tackle who's injured but a superstar. Do great things. No, what? Like, it's not. It's wild. It's not going to oh, happen. Oh, by the way, your, your running backs both tore their ACL before the season even started. So, uh, yeah. good luck. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're going to figure it out. Oh, and if you don't think that's any better, wait, your free safety tore his fucking bicep. So you you lose him, and then your defense is a bunch of old dudes that are hanging in there, you know, but they need some rest games occasionally. No offense, but they need the rest games. 
So wild to not pay him. Uh, year recap on the Ravens. Uh, I was just I was calling it out early on that they shouldn't have been. They shouldn't have thought Lamar. If Lamar dragged the team to the playoffs, they were going to lose. Like they weren't making the Super Bowl. Like fans yeah. were being super naive. Like, oh no, we're going to get in there and make a lot of noise. Like, I was. You can ask Terrence early on. I was telling him like, bro, they should just sit him. Like even before he got injured, I was like, bro, it doesn't make sense to even be playing him right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they took the chance when they realized towards the end of the season like he wasn't healthy. You saw him limp at practice, and they're like, okay, you know what? Let's not like no, let's just sit him out. And I'm glad then- they did that because you've seen teams seen the Colts you've seen shit with the football Browns. teams the Browns, Browns. no we're just stay out there bro Baker uh tore his labrum in week two the second half of week two and instead of just sitting him for like six weeks when you have a serviceable backup in Case Keenum it's yeah, like right. Case Keenum could have won you four out of eight games or whatever they're identical get so Baker healthy it's I a whole different scenario I would have played because yeah. they're identical so 100 100 and now it's like and now everyone in the world is like, oh, Baker's a bum. But he's been playing completely, completely hurt since week two. Yeah, I and... don't think Baker's a bum, but I think it hurts his knock because what people in that draft class have done with less, sure. he has the most out of everyone. It's mm-hmm. like, come on now. Because if I plug Lamar in that system, he's going to thrive. I, and I'm saying before you get re- got rid of Odell, I plug Josh Allen. He's going to cut loose. You mean he's going to throw to Jarvis and Odell, Austin Hooper, David Njoku? Like, so I think that's where he doesn't get the pass. Yeah. I don't think he's bad. I think he has a crazy deep ball, and he's pretty accurate throwing it deep, Like, which is it's kind of weird how he has some pretty good touch on it. And he's kind of accurate, and he knows how to just – he spreads the ball around. So I kind of like that yeah. about him. He's not trying to force feed nobody, but he does have some drawback to him. I think sure. the Browns just need to realize what they're going to do going forward. Maybe they pull something like the Rams did and trade them. So they're saying they love them. Who knows? But let's yeah. keep going for the halftime segment. We got who wins the league's awards this year. We got all these, all these league awards going on. I'm going to ask Chuck, who do you got for the most valuable player? So I got two answers. I think who should win it and then who I think will win it. Okay. Uh, I think Rodgers should win it aside from all the all the vaccine all that stuff uh i think he was clearly the most valuable player to his team but i don't think he's going to win it because of voter fatigue like think about like lebron in the nba things like that he just won it last year and it's very unlikely for someone to win that back to back uh and then again with the media thing people just aren't going to want to vote for him because the whole vaccine nonsense and all that stuff uh but he had the highest epa per play and the highest completion percentage above expected in both categories to have the highest in both of those as a quarterback is insane. Uh, back-to-back seasons with the highest touchdown interception ratio has never been done before. Uh, he's minus 500 to win the MVP right now in Vegas, which is insane. Um, I just, I don't think they're going to give it to him. I think it goes to Brady in the end because the numbers he's putting up at his age, he's like the model. He's like the golden boy for the NFL. Um I think I think they give it to him. If you don't give it to Rodgers, which is insane, insane mm-hmm. to not give it to Rodgers, I am 10 out of 10 going Cooper Cup. So it's either Rodgers okay. or you go Cup. But I got it as Rodgers. I feel like you have to give it to him. Yeah. Through the vaccination thing, like, I don't agree with what he was saying. But yeah. But as a player on the field. on the field. Yeah. For a quarterback to not turn the ball over is insane because that's such a problem, you know, like, Okay, you're gonna put our defense back out there, and you got him in a bad situation. Well, wait, he doesn't turn the ball over. 
And I just feel like in the Brady situation, he can't be the most valuable player on that team because to me, the only difference that Brady makes for the Bucks is that in a two-minute drill, he is insane. Mm-hmm. Him in a two-minute drill and his decision-making is was the upgrade over Jameis. So I'm saying you can throw any mid-tier quarterback, because Jameis say he's like tier three, right? Anybody in tier two can probably, probably took them to a Super Bowl last year. Not won it, but got to a Super Bowl. So the thing is with Brady is you got to include his intangibles in that, though, because you got to think if Brady doesn't show up, they don't get Antonio Brown. They don't get uh, they don't get Gronk. And then from all accounts inside the building, people are always saying, uh, you know, a switch flipped when Tom Brady walked in the building. It's like, you know, you can win a Super Bowl because it's Tom Brady. So the play on the field is one thing, but it's also he's valuable in the sense that he's making everyone in that building better from the there was like a quote that came out from inside the building that was like, he, the chef started cooking lunch better. The janitor started cleaning up better. Like it runs that deep with Tom Brady because you know you have a guy who has done Respect it level. so many times. Yeah. So everyone wants to be a better version of themselves because it's you don't want to let Tom down. I so, get that. I, I get that aspect of it, but I feel like then he's more of an MVP for the for them out off off the field, kind yeah. of like essentially just as sure. being in the organization. Because I feel like on the field, what what he's doing on the field is for sure Rodgers though. What he's doing on the field for how old he is is insane. But I'm not going to act like if you don't put someone else in that system with that many weapons, they're not going to just – like I'm saying those tier yeah. quarterbacks that we think are upper echelon, like you put Rodgers or Wilson, you take sure. Allen, you take Lamar. Like I think they would do maybe – if not that much damage, maybe more. Because if you add some of the younger dudes in that offense, you're going to say, oh, bro, like, yeah, you're going to throw it as good as you do, and you can run. Like, imagine people forget yeah. Justin Herbert didn't run a pro style offense at Oregon. He ran Not that, weird, bro. He ran that weird, weird RPO, tricky offense that Oregon runs. And people were so low on him because they're like, oh, well. He, he that's not going to be concisive or it's not. I fell work. into that. I fell into that so bad. Well, I Herbert called my people, biggest draft miss of all time. I called people out on that. I said, bro, he's in a system that isn't beneficial for him because they won't just change the system. I said, if you see him throw the ball, how he moves, He's an athlete and he has a cannon and he knows to not take the hit. Like that's the difference. Like Lamar just runs out of boundary. You just can't really catch him. Josh yeah. Allen just lowers his shoulder and just like, Hey, you're going to have to hit me. And a lot mm-hmm. of people can't hit him. Herbert's like, Oh, well, I'm going to, I'm about to slide or run out of bounds. Like either one, like you're, you're yeah. not about to hit me for free. So I think just, if you could have got another quarterback, maybe a younger dude in there, they would have lit it up in that offense, but Brady has. So that's not a slight Brady. I think it's like you said, what he does for that organization just yeah. as a whole is insane like not even on the field like you said the cook's cooking better people are showing up putting in the extra work because they know like this man he's won this many championships for a reason Mm -hmm. so that was dope to see i got rogers uh for coach of the year i have mike brable i talked about this last episode what he's done with tennessee without their mvp and derrick henry with ryan Tannehill regressing he got some defense playing lights out and he got the running game still rolling without derrick henry which is insane so I that's yeah. who I got for coach of the year. Who you got? I also had Brable. Yeah, um, I think that's a clear it's, cut. It it's very clear cut because you had not only did you have the injury to Henry, you also had Julio played not very much. He just caught his first touchdown. That stat blew my mind when I heard that. He caught nice his first too, touchdown <laughs> in week 18 or week 19, whatever it is. Week 18. Uh, yeah, week 18. Uh, and then AJ Brown missed like five games this year, and he's incredible. They lost their number one corner, too, that they drafted. 
yeah, that team, what Vrabel has been able to do to keep the one seed, especially much less make the playoffs. Forget making the playoffs. They're the one, one seed. seed, bro. You're going to have a that's some crazy for these boys, too. That's crazy to me. Uh, I think he's very clear cut. But Vegas does not think that, actually. So I'm bringing the odds into this. Zach Taylor is currently the betting favorite for the Bengals to win coach of the year. And while I agree he has a case, he hasn't dealt with the injury bug the way that uh, Vrabel has. And also, you could argue the Bengals' success has been Predicated on the field. Up. The players are doing it. They're so explosive. Yeah, I think but, I give the ba- the Bengals the most credit because they took – or I give them credit because they took advantage of an opportunity. Because what if everybody mm-hmm. in that division is not dealing with the injury bug? Yeah. Like, say you got – that Bengals team got to see a full-fledged Ravens team or you got to see Baker, like, full-on healthy. Like, are you going to just run through those guys? Problem. Yeah. Their their schedule towards the end of the season was a murderer's row. I remember when the season it was meant to season, lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, before the season started, I remember whatever they were to start the year, they were like crazy. They had a crazy good record for what people thought was going to happen. And I remember I was thinking, man, it's going to be the year they're going to make the playoffs. This is for real going to happen. And then I was like, well, let me go check like what the rest of the schedule is. And I was like, oh my god, they're going to go. They're going to go seven and ten. Bro, this I is think bad. They, this is I really bad. They, I think the AFC North as a whole just had that. Because I remember looking at the Raiders. Oh, I yeah, was like, bro. Oh, what? Having what? to play the AFC West is a death sentence. That division is crazy. Oh. And then for the Bengals to go beat the Chiefs the way they did is what really opened my eyes. And I was like, yeah, when they when they beat the okay. Chiefs like that after losing, too, that was the thing. Like, they were, like, losing. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a wrap. Like, and then they just came back. And you saw old boy uh, Charverius Ward, the corner from the, the Chiefs. He tried to hit the Gertie or something when he broke up the pass. He, I don't even think he broke it Dumb. up. Just no, him. it was overthrown. Yeah. It, bro, Chase hit him with the, all right, I got you, bro. Two touchdowns on his head. I was like, man, you that man is special Dumb. and crazy. LSU is definitely producing an insane amount of talent. So yeah. comeback player. I got two people for this, but let me hear who you got for this. So I'll stay on topic. I got Joe Shiesty. That's my boy. <laughs> I think it's not even close. I hey, mean, the only person I would even put in the same tier for comeback player of the year would be Bosa. Um, great minds think alike. Both is my yeah, comeback. and you can't call Joey B. Shicey. Aaron Rodgers holds down the Shicey label for what he's what he did for his Halloween party. So that's Mr. Shicey of that, the day. <laughs> that, that was pretty Shicey. I give that to him. nah, bro. But I, Joe Burrow, are you kidding me? Look at that season. I, I have in my notes over here that Joe should be in consideration for the MVP, much less comeback player of the year. The Perfect. year that he has put up is just wild. I think people um, forget that he's coming off the injury and he's the most sack quarterback in the league. Like So, wow. whoa. His knee injury, it wasn't just a torn ACL. People seem to forget that. He tore his ACL and MCL and then partially tore his meniscus and his PCL. So, basically every major ligament in your knee. That shit, uh, that shit's hanging on like a turkey leg, bro. Like gross. Like a dangle it. And it's gross. Dude, he's been nuts. So, he is just below Rodgers in EPA per play but he's above him in completion percentage above expected. So if you look at it on a chart, it's like Joe's like here. And then Rogers is like barely ahead of him. Yeah. So they're very similar, but I would say Rogers gets MVP over him because of the team he's doing it with where Joe has, you know, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, Joe Mixon. I mean, Joe has the weapons. Come back though. I think Joe has the weapons, but I don't think another quarterback's doing that because obviously this for comeback, but He's getting hit, though. That's the thing people forget. Like, they're missing. Mm-hmm. 
Like, he's not getting all the time in the world to throw this ball. Like, he's getting sacked nope. the most. He's getting annihilated. And he's still getting back up. Like, imagine you're telling 44-year-old Brady, hey, get hit like this and deliver the ball. I was just looking at it right before we came on. Uh, yeah, they had the 22nd ranked pass protection uh, in the league this year. So, not good. Definitely not good. That's, <laughs> um, that's embarrassing. So, but, but yeah. So, I think it's, I think it's Burrow for sure. Yeah. It, I, I wanted to go Bosa, but I get the claim for Burroughs because Burroughs probably going to get slighted the MVP. But if if uh, Joey B doesn't get it, I, as much as I don't like Nick Bosa, the person, the Nick Bosa, the athlete, yeah. is next level. Like, I don't even – you could probably say he's better Crazy. than his brother because his brother can't stay healthy. So, you could probably be like, yo, I'd take Nick over his brother, which mm-hmm. is insane to say because Joey Bosa is amazing. But I think the problem he deals with with the Chargers, none of them can stay healthy, and they're not deep in positions. Like, they'd have no depth. So, like, he's playing outside linebacker right now. Granted, the scheme, I think, changed, but he's not an outside linebacker. It's it's really hard to watch that Chargers team. I, so, I love Herbert. He's, like, in terms of how we were talking about, I like to pick a player and then go off that and root for them. I love okay. Herbert, so I love rooting for them. Uh, but, man, oh, man, watching that team is so frustrating. It, yeah. People are talking about the timeout at the end is costing them that because they were going to run the clock out. That that had nothing to do with it. No, you they still were kicking missing, that field goal regardless. You still missing tackles, and they were going to try to kick it. But they the, gave up uh, 17 yards in two plays. In obvious, they were not throwing that ball. The two bro. last plays, they were not throwing that ball, no matter what. If obvious run. If you would have just played good defense, you got they would have it would have just been a tie. Like would ended right there, tie. Mm-hmm. It would so the last play, that last run play, Staley takes that timeout to get his preferred personnel on the field. You let he up, gets that, a look at how they're lining hard. up, and it's like, and you give up a ten yard run coming out of a timeout with your preferred personnel on the field. How are you giving up a ten yard run to lose the game? It goes from a fifty seven yard field goal, which, in their defense, Daniel Carlson's probably burying a fifty seven yard or two. The dude's lights out. But I, mean, I, I feel way more comfortable with you having to kick that shit 57 to send me home. Yeah, for sure. Over 47. <laughs> so, and the dude's never missed in that stadium before. Like you cannot let that dude get any closer than he already is. Yeah. It, season is on the line. If they, who's to say they don't stop him at, you know, at the 57 yard, they keep him at the line of scrimmage clocks running down. Now all of a sudden the Raiders coach isn't thinking, you know, maybe, maybe we don't risk missing this 57, giving the ball to the Chargers back. And then, yeah, yeah like maybe, they get 30 seconds to go kick their field goal. Yeah, like maybe we just take the tie right now. Yeah, because yeah. you don't want to give the ball back to Herbert with 30 seconds and one timeout to get, what, 30 yards or whatever for their field goal. It, it's, mm. it's crazy when you think about it in that aspect, but I don't know. If I you think, get back on track, they'll come back player. Yeah, yeah come back player. Uh, offensive, Bro or Bosa would both. I'd be happy with either one. Yeah, I think it has to be one of them. Uh, offensive player of the year for me. I know who I'm taking because he's not going to win MVP because people are so fixated on making the MVP a quarterback. Like, yes, we picked a quarterback, but I only picked a quarterback so I wouldn't be let down because I know they're going to pick a quarterback. Like, I think I'm we on, got the same answer. Yeah, I'm on board with them having to pick an MVP for each position at this point. But I yeah, got for sure from the Rams. Yep. He's having an insane season. Probably be having a better season if Matthew Stafford didn't miss some throws here and there like he'd be doing. But Wild. I think he's he's – and it, I don't think talent-wise he's the best person, but if you look at his route running, how he's able to create separation, and I think he, he reminds me of Thielen, but he's faster. Like he's yeah. a little bit faster than Thielen, 
And then just the play style, the play style of Sean McVay, the play calling, it's perfect. People get mad because Sean McVay runs to the end zone when his boys score a touchdown. Honestly, I love it because like it shows like he's younger. He's into it. And like as a player, like if I just score a touchdown, I'm celebrating with my team. I look over, my coach is there, like high five. Yo, what's up? Yeah, that's dope. Like dope. So I think you gotta go Cooper Cup. You said you're going Cooper. Uh, Yeah. He's like the um real quick, he's like the how people talk about white receivers, they always use the same things to describe them. He's shifty, yeah. he's hardworking, he's gritty, uh, he knows the playbook, he's deceptively quick, sneakily athletic, uh, great route running, but unironically, that like Cooper Cup is actually those things. He's no, yeah, that's so the weird good. thing. Like he's actually quick, his his separation. I think he's always open. He's he, always open. People talk about Hunter Renfro, and I think Hunter Renfro is good. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I don't think Hunter Renfro, if you told me to pick Hunter Renfro over them in any type of category i'm taking anything lower i'm taking a cup over them like and not even hesitating to take them because but it it is nice to see seeing uh what cooper cup was able to do this year crazy good shattering records i wish that off topic that they would have shelved all the records from the 17 game season and just started fresh with the 18 game season but then you have you have people like jeff jefferson and chase that are smashing the records in 16 like, hey, I already broke the record, like, before we even – you added this game in, for the 18th game or whatever. So, moving along, defensive player of the year. I think last year he kind of got slighted a little bit, but I get why uh, Aaron Donald won it. I got T.J. Watt. Man, it's insane. I don't even – I don't have no words for it. It's kind of crazy. Who do you got, Chuck? So, for me, I think the defensive player of the year award should just be renamed the Aaron Donald Award until he's not in the oh, league Donald anymore. again? Yeah. He, he came is, so I know I have in my notes, I have voter fatigue may catch him too. Like I did with Rogers. Like it's hard to win that back to back, but that dude is so crazy in what he does to an offensive line. It's like, he's getting double teamed every play and there's nothing you can do about it. He's still going to sack your quarterback. He's still going to blow up your runs. You, what do you do about that? TJ Watt did have an incredible year, but Aaron Donald is just, the definition of game changing. I think you're the first person I've seen bring up AD to win it again. Like that's kind of crazy. I kind of like that that you brought up AD. He's uh, so incredibly good. I was looking at um the basically it was I forgot what the chart was cross referenced with, but it was like pass block win rate or lo- I mean win against pass block and win against run block. And Aaron Donald is like up in the top right corner or whatever. Like he wins against pass block and wins against rush block the most in both categories whereas some players are like great against pass block bad against rush block Aaron Donald is just consistently good at both and I just I can't imagine voting for anyone until he stops doing what he's doing I feel, I feel but I, I get the case for TJ Watt because again it's like voter fatigue you're, you don't want to vote for the same guy every year yeah, but I feel you on that one uh I feel so like good. this is actually weird I feel like this year for rookies it's clear cut and obvious I have Jamar Chase for offense, and then defense is Michael Parsons. I yep. just there's no questions for early on. I wanted to go Patrick retain, but the second, but then Micah just kept doing all this insane shit. I said, okay, well, I gotta just go you. Like at first, I was yep. like, oh, I might go Patrick, and then I was like, damn, bro, Micah's still snapping, bro. Like I guess I can't go. Can't crazy go. good. I actually have in my notes. I literally have Micah Parsons or Pat Sertain because, and then it in little quotations, which one do you value more when you're building a team? It's like you either get a dude who's a lights out pass rusher or a corner that you put on a wide receiver one and he's not touching the ball the whole game. Oh, I value, I value the corner way more. I feel like 
the corners, yeah. it's way too valuable because you look at it, there's going to be times where someone's going to catch Michael Parsons and he's not going to be able to blitz. Like he's going to have to drop in coverage, like how he did against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Not stopping Gronk, like those tight ends where you're going to have to cover yeah. him. And I feel like he's going to grow and probably get better at that. But like right now, like a, someone can pick on that aspect mm-hmm. of the game and be like, bro. And but it's weird because they send them damn near every time. They're like, bro, you know, Scott. Yeah. Which is Scott. weird because that's not what he was drafted for either. He was drafted as a linebacker. He was drafted as a linebacker, but they didn't but he's, know how to use him. And he's then, crazy good. Uh, what's his face got injured? Demarcus Ware got broke his leg. Yep. Or Demarcus Lawrence, he broke his leg. So they're like, oh, well, we're just gonna put you on the edge, kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, I think. I agree with you. If I'm building a team, I'm taking the corner first, which makes me lean towards giving it to Pat because corner is probably, I mean, definitely the hardest position to play on defense. Well, I think corner is the hardest position in the NFL, period. Oh, no, it's definitely quarterback. It's got to be quarterback, right? With the amount that you have to process. No, I think, I mean, is it tough? Yeah, but I think corner is way harder, bro, because the quarterback and the receiver know what route they're running. You don't know what route they're running. You don't know. Sometimes the corner doesn't look for the ball, so you don't know where the ball placement is. Uh, receivers are getting good at faking corners, like with the ha- faking their hands or just planting. They yeah. you see both of them lose the ball in the air, and the receiver stops. So the corner's like, Oh, because he's just falling. The receiver, and the receiver just picks back up. You saw, you see the stop and go. I just it's, it's tough, bro. Especially the only thing I'll give corners over quarterback is that the rules are very obviously set up to Played favor it. the quarterback and the wide receiver, so that makes it harder in that regard. But like, I think. As far as your, um, what would be the word for it? Like technically, like your technicalities or whatever. Um, fundamentals, quarterback is just like, you got to read defense, you got to throw the ball. It's like everything. And it's the it's the most important for sure. But yeah. And now after sitting here talking about it with you, I think I'm going to change my vote from Micah to Pat. I think PS2 That's car, is it's my, hard, bro. It, he's my like defense that, He's definitely like he's that. Like crazy. You know, I'm like, damn, bro. Like he's really like that. Like what is going on? So definitely. He looks def- right in the Denver jersey too. Like, you know, how some players yeah. just look right in their uniform. It fits him. Like he, yeah, he, the two, everything. He should like, be there. Like, yes. Yeah. I really wish like somehow he would have fell to Baltimore, but there's no way in hell he's falling. There's no, no way that he's an absolute talent. So that's what we have for our halftime segment. The awards we've given out. Uh, there is an award I want to mention. It's not an award, but somehow Derek Carr needs an award. I don't know what fucking award you give him. Stop it. But for everything going on at Raiders Nation, y'all better give him whatever that's award you could. You got to give him an award because I don't think anybody's handling that situation like he's handling it. But that's fair. On. Yeah, that's the that's he's, how you have to give it to him. Is I, there and you're not going to like this. What's he's up? on my bum list. I think he stinks. I think Derek Carr costs that Raiders team. Outside of his intangibles, like his leadership, he keeps that building together as it is right now. But, man, some of the balls that that dude throws, specifically I want to call one out in particular, the ball over uh, Darren Waller's head that was a go-ahead touchdown in overtime. He could have ended the game right there. Like, they ended up winning, so it's going to get overlooked. But he missed Darren Waller, who had, like, three steps on his defender in the corner that ends up, like, could have just – it was right there. And he put it like five yards over his head. And I'm just sitting there like, this dude stinks. I don't think he's a bum. I just don't think he's in that upper echelon of quarterback. Well, when I say bum, my definition of bum is I wouldn't pay him. If, if his contract's coming up, which it is, I'm, I can't pay that dude. I think you get the same team or better with Mariota. 
That's an interesting point. I mean, but then it begs different, like how we talk about with Tom with the leadership. Yeah, aspect. that's the problem. So maybe but, you won't get that leader, you know. So I think that's the only downside of it. But yeah, who knows? Raiders, make sure you get him some type of trophy. Big shout out to my boy Nos. He's a contract. Con- yeah, that's another thing. So figure it out. Uh <laughs> moving on to the fourth quarter. We had the Super Bowl picks at the beginning of the season, midway of the season. Um, I doubled down on the Browns like a dumbass, so I was totally <laughs> wrong about that. I picked the Browns going against the uh, Cheeseheads. I still got the Cheeseheads going. If the Cheeseheads let someone come to Lambeau in the Frozen Tundra and beat them again, and don't get me wrong, Brady damn near all last year in the playoffs threw the game away. Up until the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. was throwing the game away like for a team to take the game from him and beat them. Uh, they barely beat the football team exactly. in Tampa. The football team, the Saint, like he he was throwing the game away. Like, hey, can one of y'all please beat me? So really bad. I got the Packers, and I'm gonna pick the Bills. The only reason I'm picking the Bills is because I don't think the Chiefs' defense is gonna just be rolling like how they were. I think they kind of got the like their shit kicked in by the Bengals, and then they're gonna see some offenses. They don't really like to play too physical. Like they really are. It's really Chris Jones making it turn. Melvin Ingram playing good for him, but I don't know if they can get through the gauntlet. I think the Bills are healthy enough in the aspect. Yes, they just lost Tredarius White, but they are still healthy everywhere else. And they probably got one of the better quarterbacks in the playoffs. Like, Agreed. I don't trust Ben. I damn no. sure I don't trust Tannehill. And I wanted to pick the Titans so bad. Like, I wanted to pick the Titans, but I don't trust Tannehill. So I was like, see, that's where we differ. I'm a, I'm a Tanny truther. I think oh, that dude. Have you seen is... how my man been playing this year, though? That's, that's why. Well, I it goes back to the injuries, right? He's been playing, you know, no Julio, barely any AJ Brown, no Derrick Henry. Bro, but my man. And he's not in a system that's really set up for him to thrive either. That is a very run first offense, as it should be when you have someone like Derrick Henry. Bro, my man got what, 17 touchdowns of 14 picks? Not great. Not great. Okay. You get what Down I'm year. That's Down where, year. That's where the trust but, is, is faulted. I'm like, but I the can't dude fuck. can ball. He is. He is what I like to put in the category of gamer, not the guy you want to have to play against. But I, I also don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. So all that's for nothing. Okay. So I, like, got, I got the Bills. I, I think yeah. for me, the people under the most pressure to win this year, before we, you tell me your picks, it is Rodgers, Stafford, Josh Allen, and I forget who else I picked. I picked somebody else. I thought I saw you say something about Dak. Dak. So, yeah, Dak was my fourth. They need to win the Super Bowl this year. Rodgers, out of that list, maybe doesn't need to, but it would be really ideal to win this year. I'd, I'd put him in the category of need to. Okay. After, so, after so many, at least get to the Super Bowl, dude. Stop losing NFC Championship games in Lambeau. Yeah, so those four dudes need to get there. The only person in this playoffs that it won't hurt them if they lose is Tom Brady. That's it. Tom Brady. Can I, think, he can yeah, hit, I think he can there's some first quarterbacks round. that it's just like, Okay, good. you made it there. Yeah, yes. like Tom can hit a first round exit, and I'm like, I'm gonna make fun of Tampa, but it's not yeah. gonna ding his Hall of Fame. Anything Tom no. has going on is not gonna knock him at all. So, not a chance, especially with the way that secondary's been playing this whole season. Awful boy. So who you got but, going? To Super Bowl? So to that point about the secondary being awful, my uh, picks to start the season, I had a rematch. I had Bucks Chiefs. Um, I just thought they were so far and away better than everyone else that it was like. I didn't see how someone was going to catch up to it. And then as I was uh, started watching and, and seeing it. Yeah. I was like, 
Well, first of all, I think the Chiefs defense is very bad. I think they've they've tightened it up for sure over the last you know two months or so, but I don't think it's sustainable, especially now that you're getting into playoff football. You're going to be playing against the best teams in the league, and most of their success, they are the best team in the league against the 22 to 32 ranked teams in the league. So most of their success has come against the bottom 10. Uh, I just don't think that they're the same Chiefs from a couple years ago. Um, I don't think Pat Mahomes is the same guy he was. For whatever reason, that offense has just not looked good. I think it's um, they're missing their uh, number two receiver and also need one. This, they need one, but then Pat, is, his decision-making has been kind of bad this year. But I think it's just when people are trying to say Pat was so much better than everyone. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, that Super Bowl helped, but people didn't take into account how bad he played in both those Super Bowls. I'm talking the the loss to Tampa and mm-hmm. damn sure the Niners game, bro. Like, yes, the Tampa one, you could chalk it up like, bro, everyone's injured. Like, who's protecting this man? All right, I'll give yeah. you that. that. Niners one, oh, my God, he looked awful. He's – and the thing – you know what's crazy is the biggest Pat Mahomes haters are Chiefs fans. Like, not that they think he's weird. bad, but, yeah, no, I've noticed – because I go to their subreddit sometimes. I'll just check out random teams. I, I'll be on Reddit and I'll see on the NFL, like, in the uh, in the comments, people complaining about their team. So, I'll check out their subreddit see what's going on in the whole fan base. Yeah, And I only see Chiefs fans, not that all of them are saying this or it's a majority or whatever, but I see enough of them that I'm, I tried to watch for it this year. And the amount of turnover worthy plays that that man has is he throws the ball into defenders bread baskets and they just drop it. But he's so lucky. He was doing that since Texas tech. That was the one knock on him. Like he was, he was playing big game to win or lose. Like he's playing to win or I'm losing it all, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's a which good is respectable thing. on some yeah. level, but you're Maybe. in the you're in the men's league now. You're in the NFL. It's like people are gonna start catching those balls eventually. Yeah, if he could just learn to just nickel and dime people better, but I oh. also think it it hurts them not having another weapon. You know? Like yeah, for sure. Team. And with all that said, I still think he's I have him as my number three quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah. So he's obviously still great. Uh, and then the reason I don't have the Bucks anymore is because I think that they needed AB too much. I think. I think AB was the best wide receiver on that team. Uh, you get it. Somebody. I don't even it. think it was close, really. How do you get it, bro? Yeah, bro. He's <laughs> he's so good. He's so good for all he, the off the field problems, for all the injuries. He, the dude can play ball. People forget flat like, out. There's something to say about a dude that runs really good routes, who doesn't drop the ball and get separation. Yeah, like, it's like it's that's next level. Uh, like, that's it's not next level. That's a basic thing for a receiver to have, but he doesn't mess up in that line of it. He's like, Oh, I, you want me to run good routes? Easy, gotcha. And Tom likes him. Tom likes throwing him the ball because of that. He has separation, he knows that ball's not getting dropped. Uh, and now he doesn't have that anymore. Now, Cyril Grayson and Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson was one of my favorite receivers coming out of that Dropping draft. The ball. But they dropped the ball. That's the problem. They can they're both speed demons. They got Scotty Miller, speed demon too. They all drop the ball though, so Scotty it's gonna come down to Scotty and these dudes being healthy, either. So yeah, uh, they just got uh, Shaq Barrett back, which is good for the defense. Um, so but I don't think it's gonna be enough it. to get him to the Super Bowl though. So who you got? Uh, so I got Packers Bengals. Now the Bengals pick, I know a little bit of a little well, bit of a, a home. Pick. It's a little that's bit with a the home. heart, but hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Listen to their road to the Super Bowl in my head. It is easy. right. 
It is easy. They got a very lucky draw on their seating. <laughs> I was looking at the bracket earlier because coming into uh, like when you gave me the topics and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I pulled up the bracket and I'm like, I went into it thinking I got the Titans. That was like my pre-thought. Yeah. And then I look at the bracket and it's like, okay, Pittsburgh's losing to Kansas City. Easy. And then you got the Chiefs playing the Bills. And I don't think either one of those teams are clear cut. Like the Chief, or the Bengals just beat the Chiefs and the Bills aren't better than the Chiefs, even though they stomped them this the, year when they played. The I think the Bills defense is terrible. And then I think the Bengals are going to stomp the Raiders out, which then puts them against the Titans. The Titans are banged up. Henry's still rusty. I think it's going to be – and they're just too explosive for that defense. They just lost their corner. I think – and then it comes down to an AFC championship game where you got either the Chiefs or the Bills, and I think that they could beat either of them. And I would take that swag and that confidence that that team is playing with. I think it'll do it. I really do believe it. I think the only knock I would say that you have for the Bills is you can't count them out because this is going to have to be the year that Josh proves he deserved that back. Like you Agreed. lost last year to the chiefs in that the championship game. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, well you're here again. And there's some teams not there that w- could have gave you a problem. Like imagine you, you know, you see the Ravens healthy or somehow if the chargers get in, you know, and you're dealing yeah. with, Oh, like how do we deal with Herbert? And now, like, I, like you said, like how the playoffs look, for some teams, like if you wake up, it looks like on the AFC side, it's like, oh no, you can make it. Like mm-hmm. that's why I get, I kind of get the Bengals pick because like how the seating works, if they wake up and oh, we like we can get there, like they can get there. That's why I feel the same for the Titans and the Bills, but I just don't feel mm-hmm. as the Chiefs will do it. That's the only way. No, nah, I really don't feel the Chiefs. And then the Bills or the Titans, like you said, those are my other two that those are the two I think the most realistic that are like expected to kind of go. Yeah. The problem I have with the Bills is that their defense can't stop a nosebleed. Not on the running attack, no. With the run, yeah. They can't but stop pass, a run. You're not throwing on them, like, insane. Well, now with Trey White out, it's like, who's going to stop? If you they have still- T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd running routes on you, you who's you stopping know, all three of them? You know the thing is that why the Bills are so good on pass defense? They got two safeties. They got Micah and that's Jordan, true. Uh, boy. And a lot of teams don't have a, a luxury of that. Like, hey, I got two safeties. I got uh, Johnson in the slot at corner. And then I got White following whoever. So I feel yeah. like having two safeties does let you mask that in a way. So it is kind of neat. The problem, and then the problem I have with the Bills offense is every time that there's like a big game for the Bills where it's like their national TV, all the eyes are on them. I, and I'm whenever I'm placing bets, I love placing player prop bets. That's like how, that's my favorite thing to do in football. Yeah. And I'll go through and I'll look at their players and I'm like, these guys kind of suck. Like you have Stephon Diggs and he's amazing. You have Josh Allen, he's amazing. But then beyond those two dudes, it's like you, Isaiah you, McKenzie, Cole Beasley, uh, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, who I think is very slept on. Shout out to him. It. He's made me the most money out of any player. Uh, him and Austin Hooper, both. Uh, those are my dudes. But he's not like a a weapon weapon. Imagine if uh, the Vikes get send Dalvin Cook to the Bills. Like I was thinking about the other day because they need a run game. That would yeah. be a problem. He could thrive in a rushing attack that wasn't centralized on him, like having to run the ball. Like, yeah, he, could run he can catch too. He can run routes. He exactly. That would be a problem. Yeah. But so. that's that's why I don't think the Bills and then I think the Titans are just 
too banged up. They've gotten too lucky or whatever. Maybe it's not luck. I don't know. I just think it's going to catch up to them. Go play that defense. I feel like a lot of those teams are going to get in there. Like to play that defense, they're playing real stingy, even losing that corner. Like they, yeah, they've been great. That's played top teams and beat top. Like that's the thing Mm -hmm. that for me, it was so tough not to pick them, but I just really couldn't trust Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs. I was like, bro, they beat top teams, but you're going to tell me like, Hey, it's playoff time. And you cannot be throwing these interceptions much like how Matthew Stafford, like, Hey, bro, I need you to not throw these interceptions. Dude, that's that's why I'm not picking the Rams. If it wasn't for Matt Stafford playing the way he's been playing, I'd be picking the Rams out of the NFC for sure. Oh, I feel you on that. So who's the most exciting first-round matchup for you? Oh, man, that one's not even close in my opinion. That Cowboys-Niners game is – so I think the Bengals-Raiders game is going to be exciting because it's going to be high scoring, and it's two young teams going at it, and it's going to be dope. But that Cowboys-Niners game, I don't – like, how is either defense going to stop either offense? Hey, you you know what's funny? You got the Cowboys and the Niners. I got the Cardinals and the Rams. That's going to be a really good one, too. It's going to be insane. because Divisional games in the wild card round are always bangers. Bro, maybe Nuke comes back and plays. So then you're like, oh, shit, bro. But I got it. The weird thing for me is you got that as your game, the most exciting – I got the Cowboys taking the upset to the Niners. You said, how are the how are the Niners going to beat the Cowboys? That pass rush is insane. It is. It is. I don't. So think- what's funny, though, is like you would think, right, that the Niners would be the uh, favorite in that game. They're not. They're the they're the betting favorite right now. The Cowboys are. They're minus I would, three. I would actually put on money and I don't really bet like I bet on FanDuel. Than just like on yeah, yeah. it was like I would yeah. low key put in a bet for the because I would last night I missed it I wanted to put in the bet for Georgia and I was like bro put in the bet put in the bet put in the bet I was big on Bama last night and I was I like, was Dang. big on Bama and I I saw I saw a buddy of mine won four grand and I saw another one of my homeboys won six I was like man you should have put the bet Jeez. in for Georgia and it's, Dude. it's crazy but so I have my upset was the 49ers just because I I saw that they are the underdogs. And I was like, why are the 49ers the underdogs in that game? I think that the Niners are going to stomp the Cowboys out. Like, so I don't. You have the Cowboys as a upset, getting upset? At? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. At home. I think the 49ers are going to go into Jerry World down there. Oh, and Who's going to guard Debo Samuels? Who, that was my main oh. thing. That was my main <laughs> thing. Who on that team? Trayvon Diggs isn't guarding Debo Samuel, bro. It's he just not happening. Him, but he's not stopping him. So you're really no. hoping that Jimmy G throws an interception at him. Like it's and then, like we're be, not even saying Shanahan Kittle. will be too smart. He'll who, be too smart. Who's gonna guard Kittle? That's I'm like, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, say the Cowboys slow the like, say the Niners defense slows them down. Like the Cowboys, you know, make them settle for kicks, right? So I'm like, all right, they settle for kicks. But what's gonna happen when the Niners start scoring? Because Jimmy G likes throwing the ball to Kittle. And Debo mm-hmm. Samuels lines up in the backfield. I'm honestly on the fence about this. If Raheem Moister isn't healthy, you know, that mm-hmm. fast back, I think he's pretty nice. Like, I think he's Yeah, pretty- he's good. If he's not healthy, I would low-key go get, like, an Allen Robinson or put him to try to get Calvin Ridley and put fucking Samuel at, like, running back, like, damn near 60% of the time. But Debo is just like that, bro. That dude <laughs> – that dude, he, bro, I see it. I'm gamer. like, bro, how is this even? He working fits like- that gamer mold that I was talking about before. He is a dude that I don't want to see lined up anywhere on that field on any play. 
and then you also have Brandon Ayuk too, who they don't really speed use Ayuk as much as I feel like they should. He's had a I down year for sure, but just even lining him up outside, you gotta know, like he can take the top off your defense any play. The dude, he's gonna just run past anyone. So you got Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, the whole stable of backs they have. And then a quarterback who's not going to, like, lose you the game, I don't think. I don't think Jimmy G's a guy. Like, you don't have to worry about him. Bro, Trent Williams ain't giving up no sacks, bro. No. No. <laughs> it's just like, ah. But that, that's why I think the Niners are going to win that game. Yeah. Um, I don't see it being close either. The fact okay. that they're underdogs blows my mind. It, um, I, I low-key might get in some betting action for that because I just don't. I don't. It really, doesn't make sense. You're giving yeah. me three points on the better team. I think and, hey, maybe they know something we don't know. Yeah, they are typically Vegas does. Vegas normally but typically knows something that everybody else doesn't that, know. That blew my mind when I saw that. And yeah, then you got there well, was one other one that didn't make sense to me. Um, I can't remember. Oh yeah, the Cardinals being four point favor or four point underdogs at the Rams. I don't think that that game's a four point game. That's a wild line, especially if Nuke comes back. I think that that's more of like a pick them or like a two point game, whatever. I, yeah, I don't think they, they think that the Rams are a lot better than I think they are for sure. Uh, with Matt Stafford playing the way. Well, I mean, Stafford, maybe because they're not, they're not having to play. If they were playing the, like having to, they had to see the Niners, like the Rams had to see the Niners. I'd be like, Oh, good God. You know, probably but maybe because they're going Dude, to the, the, the Niners are kind of my dark horse in the NFC. If it's I, not going to be the Packers, I could see the Niners doing if, some if, if the Niners go back I don't think you can move off of Jimmy G if he takes them to another Super Bowl bro I don't think you can just let the man the problem with that is you just gave up you just mortgaged the franchise the guard for Trey. to go get Trey Lance but then do you trade Trey you know what I mean because what if Jimmy gets you to a bowl and plays good because we gotta think we were only a Jimmy Garoppolo throw away from him being mm-hmm. sending Chiefs packing yeah so and he also he's the most efficient quarterback on third down in the NFL. But like, he wins games when bro. it matters. He wins. He's a winner, bro. He's so, a winner. Like if I if I'm the Niners, if he get if he even gets us to the dance or even the NFC Championship game, I'd settle for that. He gets us there, I'm gonna be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sell Trey to the best bidder. Which who? Because I mean, never- you got to remember too. Bill Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy G over Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick's not a dumbass. Like he had he knew. Something he saw something in Jimmy G. Hey, he had dumb ass at picking receivers like Terrence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not pick receivers, but in the aspect of keeping Jimmy, if if Jimmy somehow does it, I think if you're a Niners fan, Niners owner, like John has to look at it like, okay, well, I know we said Trey's the future, but Jimmy's only he's not that old. So maybe we get a backup quarterback. There's gonna be teams that would go get Trey Lance. Like for sure. You told, you told Atlanta, hey, I'm selling Trey Lance. They'd probably send you Ridley and a pick. Mm-hmm. hey let's swap it out you know? and that's what's crazy too is uh arthur smith this one surprised me arthur smith came out and said that he for sure wants matt ryan as his quarterback for next season they can't because the cap they have to do it the yeah next so yeah. i think i don't think he wants him but i think he's like hey i don't want to have to pay this money after we either cut you or trade you and yeah. i think that's just another deal it, it reminds me of when flacco got overpaid like people are just overpaying these yeah, our quarterbacks because you like, need oh. a quarterback and he's not terrible, so you got to pay him. So, so you're like, okay, like Kirk Cousins got away with highway murder. That man, pff, bro, any His contract's other, crazy, bro. Any other quarterback that would think it's a top tier dude like that dude with those weapons, 
Well, defense mm-hmm. be playing as bad as they want. They'd be like, "Oh, bro, come stop us." The the thing is, I think the Vikings. I don't see how they had the season that they had. I guess it's Zimmer. I don't know. He it had to be some. He got fired. I think it's because defense. They really don't have nobody. Like they got yeah, that team. Hendricks and they got Hunter. And then R.I.P. Patrick Peterson, bro. That dude needs bro. to hang him up. Yeah, he that does. that is the I, most sad he, end to a career. He needed, I've ever watched. He needed to hang it up last year when I watched DK Metcalf just yeah. Go. So Dude. and I, Patrick Peterson was insane. So like you know we've seen elite highlights. Yeah, like one of the goats. Yeah, and you're and just then, like now you're seeing it like this. You're like, bro, like please just stop. Like please, stop. Just, please just stop getting cooked. Because once DK did him like that, I was like, bro, he mm-hmm. got retired. Like, Dude, so. that's when I started placing bets on receiver yard props. As soon as I saw that they were playing, like if I saw they were lining up against Patrick Peterson, it was like, okay, I'm taking that dude's yards for the week. He's gonna get, he's gonna burn him. Like the dude is, he's a bozo now, and it's weird to watch because he was like one of my favorite players in the NFL growing up. Which yeah, is weird to say because it's like I, I don't think he's a bozo. I don't so think he's long. A, I don't think he's a bozo, but it's definitely it's time to you know let let the ship sail and hang it up. But yeah, we got to give a big shout out to Chuck for stopping by with the guys. Well, with the guys, for sure. Tonight. Thank you for coming on the show. You got anything you want to let people know, shout out, or just talk a little shit on? Uh, Who day is going to be the Bengals in the Super Bowl? I'm telling you. Other than that, uh, thanks for having me on. Nothing else. I really got a shout out. Uh, Podcast, TikTok coming soon, but nothing yet. But it's going to be Sneaky Athlete uh, is going to be the name of it. So look out for that at some point. Not yet, though. Um, But, yeah, thanks for having me on, bro. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You need you need to tell your boys who they who who whatever whatever they want to say. Like I thought, who they was the, the Saints. Whatever y'all want to say, you guys are y'all don't win this year. It's a wrap because next year it's back. It's back to business, bro. Not a it's chance, back, bro. Back you get nah. We're gonna go get a tight end, and then it's a tight end. you need to get left tackles and tackles. What you mean? Get a screw tight a, end. screw a tackle. Screw a tackle. <laughs> we don't need it. We need more weapons, oh and that's God. that. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, uh, listening in. Uh, just give us a follow on Twitter, Cup of Four with the guys, where you can find us. You can find us on YouTube. We're there. Uh, we got a Facebook page. It's about to be up here pretty soon. And, yeah, just holler at us. Let us know what you think. We'll be back next week. we got a special guest. we got a good old boy that can't bowl. He's mad because he hasn't beat my high score in bowling. I bowled a 194 one time and just bowled a 199 this past weekend. And he's okay. mad he can't clip that score. He's beat me, but he can't clip the high score. So I'm going to hold that over yeah. his head. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you have a good night, and uh, we'll see you later.